Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about anything that has to do with embedded computing. And that goes from industrial to automotive to power to security and everything in between. This week, my guest, my embedded executive guest is Tom Lee, who is the Vice President for Innophase. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you? Great, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. So uh, Interface uh, is a leader in low power. Um, that's right, right? So I, I low right power right? RS. Right, okay. low power radios. Good. Okay. So it when you talk about low power, depending on who you're talking to, it means lots of different things. If you're doing a power grid, it means one thing. If you're doing something that you hang from your chest, it means something else. What does low power mean to Interface? Well, what we have developed is a very low-power way of processing radio signals. I mean, one of the problems with things like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NB-IoT is, especially in embedded applications, and those ap applications at the edge of the network, power is king, and the, the radios just take way too much power today. And, and we feel that it's keeping... Uh, edge-of-network applications, especially those that are battery-based, from getting adopted by consumers because they just don't want to change batteries all the time. And, and so what we have done is figured out a new way to process the radio signal that dramatically lowers the amount of energy required to process standard protocols um, and can make the batteries last two, three times longer than, than what's in the market today. So what is in the market today? What is state-of-the-art? Well, if you look at these applications, things like water sensors underneath your water heater or smart smoke alarms, things that, that uh, are sitting on the edge, uh, usually connected to a sensor, uh, they're typically today not running Wi-Fi. They're running something like uh, a Bluetooth or uh, Zigbee or uh, Z-Wave or something like this, and they're using these protocols because they're low power. But the problem is, is those types of protocols require some kind of gateway in order to get to the cloud because the, the cloud connection in everybody's home or office or factory is typically a Wi-Fi AP. So somehow you have to get it to Wi-Fi. And, and the problem is, is that in order to, to get the batteries to last long enough, you're having to use one of these other protocols. And so that means you have to go through a complicated gateway kind of box in order to get to the cloud. What we've done, and, and the reason, the primary reason we've elected to apply this technology to Wi-Fi uh, as its initial protocol is it gives you a direct cloud connection. And uh, now you can have these sensors, a smart door lock, a video camera outside uh, hanging in your tree. Those can now be battery-based, and they can last long enough that consumers will find them very acceptable from the amount of time it takes to change a battery. Now, when you say cloud, are you, are you talking about the real cloud, or are you talking about some intermediary gateway product like your No, this is going handset. to AWS or a proprietary cloud or, or you know, Whatever, whoever's cloud you happen to be dealing with. But those clouds all, all talk Wi-Fi, and, and uh, that's the way to the cloud. So you can have things right. like... It's, I mean, it's a way to the cloud. It's not directly to the cloud. 
That's right. right? That's right. It's uh, it's the on ramp to the, the on ramp to the cloud in your house or or your office is a is a Wi-Fi AP, and you don't want to have to go through these these intermediate devices in order to get to the cloud. Plus, Wi-Fi gives you bandwidth, uh, and and it's sort of this. And I don't like to use the word ubiquitous because it's a weird word, but but it's it's in everybody has it. You, 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 you can put a sprinkle sensors around the house, uh, around your office, doing lighting control or whatever it happens to be, something in the medical world, uh, and there's always a connection. So so it's there. So that's why we, we could take this technology, which moves uh, a lot of the analog circuits, and inside a semiconductor, analog circuits tend to take a lot of power, and they're physically large on the chip. And with the way that we process the signal is much, much more in the digital domain, ones and zeros as opposed to voltage levels. And, and so the circuits in the chip are much more efficient, uh, and, they're, and they're much smaller. And, and so what that, we, we could apply it to lots of different things, but we took a look at this $20 billion Wi-Fi market and decided that this was the market that made a lot of sense, and it's also those things at the edge that you want to have battery-based that today you have to put by a plug, uh, that's going to be the fast-growing market. But aren't a lot of those decisions made for cost reasons? I get that it's what you're talking about is a higher performer. But, uh, I mean, people are using proprietary solely because it's cheap. Um, not really. I mean, there isn't – of course, there's a cost difference in, in the Wi-Fi chip versus a – a Zigbee chip or, or a Bluetooth chip, but it, it's not that different. And but but you want that Wi-Fi connection because if let, let's say you have a security camera and you want to put it up in a tree outside your front door, uh, you want that to last a long time because you don't want to climb the tree to change the battery. And in that particular case, you need the bandwidth. You know, in in most of these applications, these sensors like water sensors or smoke alarms or locks or whatever are doing nothing 98, 99% of the time. But when you need them, you need it to turn on quickly uh, and you need them to transfer the information and you don't want to have to go through some kind of intermediate device in order to get to the cloud. So Wi-Fi is a very attractive option because everybody pretty much has Wi-Fi in their home office, hospital, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I, I could tell you that I'm pretty unenamored, if that's a word, with, with Bluetooth because I use it for audio. And if, if when you leave the range, your audio starts to get all sketchy. And I would much prefer right. to have that done over Wi-Fi. Right. So that gives you the bandwidth, and it gives you the immediate connection. And, and so what we have done is figured out a way to dramatically lower the amount of power that that Wi-Fi chip takes, not only transmitting and receiving power, but the other thing that's really important for these edge of network designs is that when they're sleeping and connected to the network, that power is low. So we've been able to cut that in half, which again makes that battery life long enough that a consumer is not going to get irritated on having to change the battery on their, on their lock or uh, a factory person who has a flow sensor on a pipe uh, doesn't have to get a cherry picker up to get to that pipe because the labor cost in those situations of changing the battery probably costs more than the sensor itself. So battery life is really important. So we're just about out of time here, but we left out an important element. You didn't address the how question. How do you do this? Well, uh, we've changed the way we've, we've discovered or I guess invented a, a uh, 
new way of processing the signal. And today, if you take a look at the inside of a chip, it's a radio chip, it's dominated by analog. We have figured out a way to move that into something called our polar fusion architecture, which is heavily dominated not by analog circuits, but by digital circuits. And so when it's digital, you can start to manipulate things with software, and it's much lower power in the world of, world of semiconductors to do those things in the digital area as opposed to the analog. The other nice thing about having it in software is that uh, protocols like Wi-Fi are just um, software programs. So you can have another software program for Bluetooth because for these Wi-Fi nodes, it's really convenient to go and configure the node using your phone using Bluetooth. So we can invoke a Bluetooth program, run it in software, process that radio signal in software, and uh, turn off Bluetooth and within a few microseconds switch over to a Wi-Fi environment. Theoretically, we could do Zigbee and other protocols as well because they're now just programs inside the chip as opposed to analog circuits. So if, it, if it's as simple as just doing it in digital rather than analog, why hasn't somebody done this before? Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, it's taken us a few years, a few years to put this together. There's over there's a there's a team of of engineers. In fact, we've generated over 50 patents on this technology. Not easy to do. It's called a polar radio. In fact, we call the architecture polar fusion, and it's uh, taking really advantage taking advantage of digital signal processing techniques and new algorithms, uh, and the speed of DSPs. Uh, the cost has come down so significantly on computing that we're able to do this in software as opposed to hardware uh, because taking advantage of these of these new software algorithms and, and techniques for processing the signal. Very Not interesting stuff. So where are you in the timeline with this? Uh, the chip is sampling and we'll have uh, production units very shortly. So you, you'll see products in the market next year using, using this technology. So I don't need that ladder to hang the camera from my tree or something? No, you won't fall out of the tree. you fall off the ladder and, uh, uh, and you're, you're locked. You'll be able to open the lock on your, on your front door and not have to worry about the fact that you, you live in Maine and when it's uh, 10 below zero, your battery life goes to nothing. So your battery's going to last a lot longer and you're going to be a happier consumer. Sounds good to me. Very good. Thank you very much, Tom. That was Tom Thank Lee. You. He is a vice president with Interface, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. So have a great day, Tom. Thank you. You too.